The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. You got some blues. You need to lose. Just head on down Memphis Way. DJ Rick. He'll fix you up right quick. Take all your troubles away Radio Memphis 8 p.m. Central Every Sunday Tune in, man Glad you did Here about three minutes after the hour Here on the Sunday The 10th of uh, December How are you? Yeah, and winter just hit today all of a sudden. Yeah, it just suddenly got cold. Yes. I know. Like, what the hell? Yeah, you got to wear pants now every week. Well, I've been wearing pants every week since Thanksgiving. Oh, since Thanksgiving? I guess. Okay. Maybe before. I don't know. I'm, I'm missing summer already. I know you are. Yeah. I have to wear socks so and stuff. So you have your Bah Humbug Santa hat on tonight. Yes. You're damn right I do. <laughs> hey, I'm not trying to make anything out of it. I'm just saying. Um, and Christmas past, uh, Zeke, you know, Zeke would be yeah, there, yeah, Zeke Johnson, yes, and yes. he loved the holiday. I know. But he hated the music. And it was it was a weird world that he lived in. Well, do, do you remember the story he used to always tell about the Christmas tree, bringing home the Christmas tree? Yes, the Christmas tree that was, that was, was longer than his car. Story. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. He equated a lot of Christmas music to being like children's music. And that one was really hard to listen to, and the other was pure torture. But he did it anyway. And we'll, and we'll play his Christmas album, you know. Oh, good, good, you know. good, yeah. Are we going to do that tonight no. or not tonight? No, no, Christmas. No, tonight. Okay. tonight's Uncle Tonight Mick. we're doing different Christmas music. Yeah, Mick Colossa is here. I do different Christmas music. You do Christmas. You do different, very different Christmas music. <laughs> Enough to upset Mariah Carey. I still think she owes me money. I think she does. <laughs> well, good luck getting it out of her. <laughs> I guess. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. Uh, although I understand Mariah Carey's now being sued for infringing on somebody else's copyright for that song. She's told something. But oh, is that right? Oh, well. That's the way the music business works. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she I, doesn't I originally care. wrote She Loves You, but, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was that? Michael Keaton in... in uh, uh, one, in one of the first movies he was in, he uh, said, yeah, that Jumpin' Jack Flash, I, I, I wrote that, but the Stones already recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept, I invented that, but it was already out. But, uh, he, did yeah. do, he did do one really great Christmas movie about the snowman that comes to life. Frosty. Jack, do you remember Jack that Frost. one? Frost. Yeah. Jack oh, Frost. God, that was a great movie. Yeah, Jack Frost. He had to fake the harmonica playing on it, though. <laughs> Natural. <laughs> Do you know what his actual name is? No, mm -hmm. Michael Douglas. Is it really? Oh, but that and was taken, he, wasn't it? To, yeah, it was kind of taken. <laughs> it was kind of taken by some of the cats. That's interesting, you know, because huh. you know John Wayne was Marion Morrison. Yes, mm -hmm. the draft dodger. Uh, and yes, and racist. And, and uh, yes, the other was uh, oh Michael J. Fox. The J stands for Andrew. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. The Screen Actors Guild makes sure you don't use somebody else's name that's already out there. Mm -hmm. I wish BMI would let people know, like Chris Gill, uh -huh. good friend. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, there's about nine Chris Gills in country music. 
Yes, there are. And it's really hard to get that stuff differentiated. I'm surprised that the publishers don't do that. Or, Well, but, you know. Musicians Union, at least. Yeah, well, but musicians don't know all those rules. No, they don't. I got to tell somebody new every every at least once a week. Yeah, so good. You got played on XM. What did you think of the money? I didn't get any money. BMI didn't give it to me. It's because BMI doesn't pay for that. Right. Sound Exchange does. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Who? And they're fairly crooked in and of itself. You know. I, I you know I've always gotten. That's good. Gotten gotten for the smaller artists. That's 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 an issue. You know. Well, so much of it is uh, what uh, Spotify said. If you don't get a thousand streams, they're not going to pay you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thirty-two thousandths of a penny per spin. Mm-hmm. Did you see the the? And they're firing people left and right over there. It was. Uh, I had. I'm on eighteen thousand different Spotify playlists. You are. I am. 18,000. 18,000 oh, 18, people have a have a have your have your playlist. You know, 18,000 different people have playlists with my songs on them. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Well, YouTube last time we talked YouTube was, you know, you were you were you were going balls to the wall with them. What? Oh yeah, YouTube pays a lot better than than Spotify, right. but I was But I somebody had taken one of your Hernandos, songs. Went yeah. into Hernando's today and they were playing they usually uh Got videos running, but this was a video playlist called Whiskey Blues. Yeah. Well, two of my songs are on there. One of my songs, Baby's Got Another Lover. That's the two. Which is the big one, right? That's the big one. The biggest one. That's two-thirds of my streams is that one song. Yeah. And there were people that were lifting that tune and adding their own own spin to it, and you went went after a woman. Well, no, what happened is... CD Baby wasn't paying me. And I look and I said, they got a half a million views with my song and I haven't gotten any money for that. When I changed distributors and went to Amplify, they mm-hmm. said, let's look into that. And I got a $20,000 check. They said, not a half a million, three and a half million different views. And that was oh my. years ago now. Wow. Oh my. But I've got nearly a million and a half streams of That Baby's Got Another Lover just on Spotify. Yeah. And still, like I said, Is any of your stuff on like, you know, Television shows or movies? Not yet. Not they, yet. A, a movie has licensed the, the rights for "Baby's Got Another Lover," and I said, "This is great." And they sent me the clip, and it's the first minute of the song, which is all Jeff Jensen. I don't sing at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I know where my bread is buttered. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that is fun. But uh, let me see here. Yeah, it was really. Uh, I'm looking for uh, the Spotify numbers. It was scary. And uh, I, I I almost didn't put them up. I put them on a, on a graphic on Facebook because yeah. some friends were bragging about their stuff. And I said, well, I had 630,000 streams this year so far. On Spotify? On Spotify. Wow. So even at 0.3 cents, that works out okay. Um. 226,000 listeners. 57,500 hours of listening. Yeah. In 172 countries. I didn't know there were that many countries. It was 195. It, it, it changes. Yeah. 193 plus two principalities. Yeah. So I'm sure nobody in the Vatican is listening to my stuff. Well, don't don't sell yourself short. The Pope might be just listening over there. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. Well, and I know that the 
like one of the most generous things about you, Mick, is that you donate. Oh yeah, any money I get. From, yeah, to the from Blues Foundation for the Generation. The Blues yeah, Generation Blues and the Heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Heart Foundation is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, they both. I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, well, God, you see some of the kids, some of the young blues artists that are rocketing now, David Julie and Ben Rice. Mm-hmm. They're all from Generation Blues. I remember these little kids. Ben Rice has been in here before. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I met Ben. Yeah, I knew him when he was about 14. And yeah. Picking a guitar. Yeah, this has been a while since, he, since he's been down here. He was working with this woman, uh, Hammond, what was her name. Lucy Hammond. Hammond. Yeah, okay. Lucy Hammond, yeah. Mm-hmm. She picked him to play guitar for her. Yeah. And then off he went. Oh, yeah, he's... And, and that happens a lot. Well, I had David Julia uh, play on one of my albums, and I'm not going to take any credit for it. Now he's doing the Blues Cruise. Yeah. Well, and I mean, weren't you sort of a mentor for Catfish at one point when he was younger? Kingfish. Kingfish. King, sorry, Kingfish. I don't want to... I, I, I was a supporter, and I've known him for a long time. It was really funny during the, uh, the BMAs. I hadn't seen him since pre-COVID. I saw him for an ad for Jack Daniels just last yeah, week. Yeah, he's yeah. Really? Yeah, he got picked by Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But he, uh, and I have, uh, I have stopped dressing up for blues performance. I wore my red fedora today with a white band, but it was Christmas. And I didn't, right. I don't wear a hat anymore. Because it occurred to me, when I was at the, at the uh, Blues Blast Awards, I was uh, waiting to pick somebody up at the hotel and all these artists are coming out and I noticed most of the white guys were dressed in their blues uniforms. Yes. Um, where the black guys just came out dressed nicely. Yes. But they weren't... What, what do you mean by blues they uniforms? They weren't cosplaying as blues artists. Yes. <laughs> they got the fedora or... Uh, or something. Yeah. And a vest and... and Dark glasses. And, and I look at all these guys and they're all dressed like they're trick-or-treating as blues artists. And, and I said... Man, if if you can't just get up and play, but unless you're a tribute band for yourself, I don't know what. Yeah. But I said I'm not going to do that anymore. So I was at the BMAs. I hadn't seen Kingfish since I'd lost all the weight and everything. Yeah. Billy Branch was getting a, a selfie with him, and his arm wasn't big enough to get both of them totally <laughs> in it. So Billy said, "Nick, can you take our picture?" What a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Sure." And Chris Jones says, Uncle Mick, you're skinny and you're not wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but so many, you know, the in layman's terms, I don't know if you've heard them, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're knocking them dead in Nashville right now playing at Kid Rock's club. Fabulous. Do, oh, I didn't know great. Kid Rock had a club yeah. in Nashville. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. And, uh, Hell, Mick has a club in Nashville. What? No, it's a baseball bat. It's not a club. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a full club. It's just a, yeah. So I hear tell that you're moving. You're leaving us. I am. I Where am you going? I am moving back to Michigan. Okay. Um, but I, he's going to be around I, all the time. I miss Werner's yeah. ginger ale. Mm-hmm. I miss turn signals. God, do I miss turn signals. <laughs> <laughs> and what is turn signals? Sorry, I'm not familiar. What is a turn signal? It's, it's an appropriate question. It's oh, a, you're it's talking a, about driving turn it's a, signals. It's left of your okay. steering wheel. It's All on right. the, you know. You, yeah, you it's the, got it, got it. It's to let people know what you're doing, which <laughs> tends not to occur to Southerners. To, 
Southerners are the most polite and the least considerate people on the planet. Yes, you're Isn't absolutely that, correct. Yep. I know, right? It, it is, I, you know. Yeah, our shopping carts are blocking the aisle. You're going to have to wait until we're done talking before you can go shopping. You know, yeah, this yeah, is the way yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's amazing. Wonderful people. I love it. Um, but it's a different world up north, you know, where you're from. Oh, it is. And, and as, as my sister said, since you got friends there, you got a community here. And I do. I mean, it's... Yeah. You well, know. you've always gone up there quite a bit, though. Oh, yeah. I've done a lot of shows up there. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm getting back in, in, in touch with folks. And uh, I, I took Jeff Jensen and Bill Rafino and then uh, John Blackman, uh, drummer who I tour with, uh, up to Michigan. And we did a benefit show up there for a thing called the Three Rivers Promise and raised twenty five grand for them. We sold the place out. Um, what they do is any kid who graduates from Three Rivers High School will get a scholarship, college, tech school, or, or trade school. Right on. And, and I said, yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah, education cures a lot of ills, doesn't it? It does. And we have an entire political party that could really use it. You're, they have willful, willful ignorance. You know, they have willfully abandoned their own education. That's the truth. Yeah. So you selling your place here? Yeah, I will sell it. And you and don't you didn't you build like a studio in no, the back? I, I've yeah. done a rehearsal studio in the back okay, of the yeah. workshop. Yeah. So you ought to buy it. Well, now, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Never know. It's in Cooper Young. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, how would you like me as your neighbor? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Whatever. I can't hear anything in that in that damn studio. You know, it's a few streets away. Mm. It's a great spot. Mm-hmm. So I've already written a couple of songs about the move. Yeah. I'm getting ready for the album. I'm, album number fifteen is going to go into production in January, so I'll have fifteen songs plus one. Ah. The plus one. Fifteen is, for fifteen. Right, and then the plus one is not a blues song. Uh, it's it's more of a folk song. In fact. Bruce Newman says, I really like this. Jeff said it's the best song I ever wrote. And the other really? Night, the other well, night, are you going to play that tonight? Sure Maybe? Okay, cool. Um, the other night, about 10.30, my phone rang, and I looked. It was Doug McLeod. Yeah. And he said, Mick, I'm sorry to call you this late. And I said, no, it's okay. 10.30 isn't late. 10.30 is not late, now. But uh, he said, I just, uh, I hadn't seen that you'd sent this song. And he just went gushing about it so really uh-huh. uh, I always say if your heart writes a song it works uh, you want to hear this yeah love to if you want to play it yeah. All right, I can play it. did you bring your tailor tonight or what you got no this thing this thing has quite the story though this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah isn't it nice this is it's beautiful when Gibson left Kalamazoo all the old luthiers said I'm staying here this is home and a friend of mine got to know a bunch of them and learned from them. He's he's he was the the other guitar player and harmonica player on my Trout Tunes album. Yes, yes. So Mike Siegel uh, got the plans. This is built with the plans of a 1935 Gibson L00. Uh, made old school way, so every strut and support inside is all cut from the same piece of wood. So it expands and contracts the same way. So the it's interesting the way the neck is two-toned like that. Yeah, when uh, all the wood was Gibson's, and Gibson told the luthiers, see some you like, keep it, so they'd grab armfuls. Uh, and this is mahogany, but this is right on the edge of the heartwood 
and the sapwood. Mm-hmm. And so the sapwood is laser colored. But he saw that, laid it out, and he took a picture. He says, Mick, I don't want to put inlays in that neck. And I said, I don't want you to. Because, you know, I never look at the inlays there. I don't know if a guitar player that does. Yeah. Where you can have So, yeah, the you got it on the side yeah, there. So I, don't, I don't go, God, what am I playing here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, it's just, but it's just so, you know, I, I, I love the look of that. And this is, this is uh, like I said, it's a, it's a 90-year-old, 50-year-old, because the wood is, the, Gibson bought it in the 60s and 70s. So it's set, it's set around drying out, old, yeah, yeah. Yeah, eight-year-old guitar. What do you think that guitar would go on the market for if you sold it right now? Gosh, I'm not sure. Not nearly as much as I'd like. But, it, you know, right. And, and he made two of them. I've got two of these. Okay. Oh, you have both? You have, you have every guitar from that from that run? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone. All both of them. Now that I phrased All it like that, he's like, well, let's see how much that's going to be. <laughs> They get this other spare back here. I'm sure that adds it's the a O2 lot to model, the value. Yeah. And I like the inlay on the headstock. That's nice. Yeah. He said, now do you want a mother pearl or abalone? Mm. <laughs> he said, well, let's go abalone. <laughs> and he found these guys in Vietnam that descended on the pattern and they cut it out. Oh, that's nice. How long have you had that one? Hmm. There's a lot of math with that guitar. Probably five years. Okay. I thought it was in too many gave it to you. Yeah, I just, I just got an ovation, and it, it bothers me that it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. It, 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 I fooled around with an ovation guitar. It's like, wow, this tune. This is a kind of a weird guitar, but by God, it sounds good. Well, I got it. That that show that we did, we did a partly acoustic set, and then it'd just be handy because I could play it standing up. Yeah. See, winter's here. It's back to the guitar to tune. Yeah, and my tires too. My my light came on on the way here. Uh, Yeah, low tire pressure. Yeah, there you you go. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Again, this is not blues. This is that's fine. Uh, this is my folk roots. For thirty years, I've lived below the Mason-Dixon line, but I was born and raised in a different place and time. Feel the North pulling, and I need to hear the call. But I don't regret a single Southern minute, not at all. Came here many years ago to better know the blues. To breathe the air and sip the tea that made that sound ring true. But something else is calling and I need to leave the South. For family, friends, cooler weather, I need a snowball in my mouth. Can't repay the people that have made me feel at home. And this place unlike the places my younger self had known. Music and the magic and the hospitality. Become another home to me. I'll miss the muggy mornings and the sticky southern air. So hot you can smell it, hell it's thick enough to wear. I need cool summer evenings sitting by a needed fire. The kind that warms you up, 
not just make you perspire. <laughs> well, I won't be gone forever. Part of me needs to stay. Can't imagine making music any other way. And the friends I've made must always be close at hand for me. Love my life in Mississippi and Memphis, Tennessee. Well, I can't repay the people that have made me feel at home. A place like this, unlike the places my younger self had known. Music and the magic and the hospitality become another home for me. That's so sweet. That's a solid 10. It's a solid song. Well, thank you. It, you know, like I said, if your heart writes a song, you can't go wrong. No, you cannot. You cannot go wrong with that with that logic at I'll, all. I'll, I'll do the other one later. Okay, that's so that's cool. I'm going to record it with the Eric Hughes band. Oh, yes. And the Bo Keys. <gasps> oh, right on. Two of the best. It's Two called of Thank the You Memphis. Best. Thank You Memphis. Aww, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um... Not that I, I don't want to be like glib or anything, but like when you pass, how do you want to be remembered and where are you going to be buried? Jesus Have Christ. you thought about that? I know. That's kind of <laughs> dropping that kind out of there. black, isn't it? I don't well, know. I, it's I, just, I, I, I was, I don't want to be buried. I want my, I'll be cremated and I don't care what right. happens to my ashes. Yeah. And flush them down a toilet for all I care. Yeah. Well, we can give them away as gifts. Well, you're, I'm sure your daughters, I'm sure your daughters <laughs> want them. But my nephew has a tattoo made out of Ted's ashes. Does he really? Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. I didn't know you could do that. Tattoos well, yeah, with ashes? You know. well, Keith Richards snorted some of his dad's ashes. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. He did. Made a big deal about that. Wow. We could uh, raffle them off here and benefit yeah. the Blue Society. Yeah. Who's yeah, we do mix? Yeah, but but I don't, you know, don't want to. I, I I want to be remembered for somebody who liked making other people happy. Beyond that, that's yeah, that's enough. It'd be nice I, to be I mean, you definitely, you've that definitely done that. Ball, I mean, but but yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, I know, I know you're going to be going back and forth from, oh, yeah. from there to here. I'll, I'll come back here to record. I'll come back You'll be making here. records here for a while now. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I still got to make one here. You yeah. know, R.L. passed recently, and, I, and after he passed, I was reading an interview with him in a blues magazine, and one of the last questions he was asking that interview was um, something about, like, what would you do when you got to heaven? Um, and he said, well... I think I'll play I'll play St. Peter a blue song. I think he'd like that. <laughs> play him some kind of blue song he'd like. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. Like, you know, that's, words, voice, that's, yeah. that's gonna trail. get that's yeah. gonna get me in. All I gotta do is just sing him a blue song and he's gonna let me he's ride in. Let me ride in. Well now now Terry Bean has explained why it's called the devil's music. Oh he did. Okay. Yeah. Um and it's not Robert Johnson, people, right? People would go to... No. Robert Johnson never... You know, he sang a song about the devil. That's the only thing he, time yeah. he ever mentioned the devil. Tommy Johnson claimed he sold his soul to Thank the you, devil. yes. Robert never did. You're right, yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Hellhounds yeah. on My Tail, I think, is yeah. the only tune that, that... Yeah. Or Me and Devil Blues. Me and the devil were walking side by side. Yeah. Going to beat my woman until I'm satisfied. There's a great loving song. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, I don't have to figure out where he... Robert Johnson had... Very, very little in terms of original songs. That's true. 
you can find one or two precursors for everything that he wrote. Some of them, I mean, 3220 Blues was Skip James' 2220 Blues. He just upgraded it. <laughs> Bigger bore. <laughs> but it's the same song, word for word. But anyway, that's the way they used to do it. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? My ADHD caught me. Um, no, the, yeah. The other, the other I Johnson totally got us off track. Sorry about John- that. But. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's Tommy Johnson who mm. wrote, Mr. Jelly Roll Baker, let me be a slave. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we had Tom Graves on the show who did the book about Robert Johnson, and he said exactly the same thing as you about Tommy. Mm-hmm. The guy who found Gail Dean Wardlaw is the guy who discovered Robert Johnson's death certificate and said it's in the the uh, the blues archives at Ole Miss. And I was talking with, with Gail Dean, and he, and he was the one that said, you know, Robert didn't write a single original song. <laughs> Neither did Led Zeppelin. Now that I think about it, well, if you you know, oh, it, well, it, they, it, it took Robert stuff. <laughs> Who didn't it, take it, it either? It took it took uh, uh, Willie Dixon yeah. ten years to get paid for the songs that they stole. Yeah. Now contrast that with Clapton, who, when he did "I'm So Glad," the Skip James song, insisted that Atlantic pay royalties. And they said, well, we don't need to. He said, yes, you do if you want to have my band on your label. Yes. And they paid him enough that it was set him up for the rest of his life. Oh, that's admirable. Um, But I I do know another story about Bobby Whitlock and him with Layla. It took Bobby, oh my God, how many years before he got any royalties (laughs) off that? And finally, but Barrick finally did. Finally did. Mm-hmm. Doug McLeod and I had a conversation about along the same lines mm-hmm. as this about passing, you know, every generation passes the torch. Okay. Our current guys knew from older guys, older guys knew from their older ago. How far back does that go? And where did the changes come? I mean, you can, you can argue, you know, of course it's Western Africa. You, it starts there. Well, maybe the islands, you know, I'll, I'll argue the blues doesn't really start in Western Africa. Blues, blues, because there is there is nothing nothing in Western African music that sounds like blues. Is it more country? Well, ac- actually, the musical form, the 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 one four five and the twelve bar form, that's Celtic. Okay. Now Celtic rhythms come from North Africa. So, well, and, and, but it was and and the, the 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 black slaves were in the fields with Irish. Indentured servants, and there was a lot of Appalachian influence as well. Right? Well, but the Appalachian music came from the same the Scotch Irish, the McCoy and, and names like that were Scotch Irish, and, and the, the the northern part of the South was settled by Scotch Irish, and they brought that cultic music with them, which is why the bluegrass and blues have a lot of similarities. Yes, but it's from that Celtic music. It's also the reason. Um, the Scotch-Irish had some very important rules in life. Never accumulate wealth, which is a Southern tradition for all white folks. <laughs> well, that explains it, because I am Scott-Irish. Yeah. Because if you do, your neighbors will steal it from you. Yeah. Which also meant that if your neighbors got money, you probably ought to get some of theirs. Um, high, high focus on honor, which is why feuds. I mean, the Hatfields and McCoys, yeah. like, that's yeah. stereotypical. But Southerners are more violent than people from other parts of the country. I mean, that's... That's a fact. Studied and true. Um, just the, the response is, 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 is to fight. 
Mm. But uh, anyway, but but the the Celtic music form, right, interpreted into the African American life, yes, gave us blues now. But that blues is getting played on fiddles and banjos. It's a very different sound, right? And it wasn't until the Mexican migrant workers came into the Delta and brought guitars with them. Shut up, really? Yeah, yes, yeah. And banjo really is but, a West but, African thing. But I thing. thought they were, but banjo I thought they were like nailing up strings on the side well, of yeah, their yeah, sheds but, and stuff. Like but fiddles and banjos had that same thing, that same. But you can carry it around with you. But the guitar was really introduced f- f- from. The, the Mexican migrant workers introduced into the blues and somewhat in, in the extreme south because of New Orleans and the Afro-Cuban music that was starting to become popular there and that had guitars. But, you know, Robert Johnson and all those guys played with an open G tuning that they called Spanish tuning, which right. is what mariachi music is played in. That's why it's called Spanish tuning. Interesting. And then, I'll take you one further, they started to hear this amazing stuff come out of Hawaii with a Hawaiian steel guitar that uses slide. That's why we have a slide in blues. And and so it's... Willie Dixon once said that blues is the roots and everything else is the fruits, but you know, there's roots for blues, and so blues is a strong trunk. So Hawaii's kind of like off there by themselves, away from everybody. Well, it's a Polynesian Where did society, they yeah. get it? They got it... Um, well, somebody probably had a guitar, and somebody used a rock or a knife or something and made that sound and it became you know but that's their, where it was born that's, that's where it's born and it started showing up on records and people heard that and liked it and and it got incorporated so wc handy by the time he heard the blues it was an old guy at the train station in tutwiler playing slide guitar with a pocket knife mm. so blues had already really Developed quite a bit by the time Handy got there and, and codified it. As I said in the in in the uh, that documentary about about Handy, they call him the father of the blues, but he's really the the uncle that sent him to college. You know? It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
Broadcasting service provided by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee.
Christmas, nice and funky, nice little funky groove. You said that that became funky because Rick Steff? Rick, Rick Steff on Best Christmas Ever. We started playing it to bend. You know, I, I I can probably find the demo of it, and it was funkless. <laughs> it was funkless. And, and, and Rick just went for it. Yeah. And Jeff immediately jumped on the wah-wah pedal and... It got funky. It, it got funky. Is he going to be doing a show here Wednesday? Rick did Steph? I, yeah, did I see that? Wednesday night. Or, Wednesday night. I went, okay, you're Wednesday night. He's not playing live. Is he like promoting the Lucero Minglewood well, show? This, I asked him to go and do that, but he's picking it. He's on many, many albums. He yeah. Pick out his best records he wants to talk about and we'll play them. We're going to play them. We're going to hang out in his record room. He'll, he'll be an interesting interview because I know he has like long time Memphis connection. And, and global connections with some musicians that yeah. just drive you nuts when you talk to them. But 
Yeah, Klaus Vormann's a good friend. That uh, that Hammond M3 out there was his. Well, I was, we watch, I was watching yeah. an Ian a, a show with him on accordion, playing with Ian Hunter back at, in well, Minglewood he, he about accordion on, on, on my most recent album, that wooden music. He did some amazing stuff on it. Jeff mm-hmm. said, I never heard accordion played like that. I said, That's because you're from California. I heard it in the you can do a lot with an accordion. Yeah, you can, yeah. But, you know, we'll just sit and listen to what he does. And, and it, it was Pete Matthews. He just clicked me and says, he's just a national treasure. He is. And, mm. and Rick is amazing. Yeah. I love the guy. Absolutely. I When we when we first got here, of course, Pete Matthews had this room before we yeah. did. And uh, I asked him about that organ out here. And he goes, well, you have to get a hold of staff. And... Um, I couldn't get a hold of him for the longest time, and then Amro got involved. And I said, uh, "You, you want to come get this organ? We'll sell it to you." And they go, "No, it's going to cost you two fifty to give it to us." So we we decided to completely redo it. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Steve Sutherland, which I believe is he's in here somewhere. Yeah, he just got here. So mm-hmm. uh, we retubed it, and it sounds great. Yeah. So he'll be happy to know that his his organ, if you will, uh, is 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 alive and has well. Has been though. reincarnated at Radio Memphis. <laughs> it's here. Yes. <laughs> And it's been used several times. Well, Tully Bray played it, I think. I think she, oh, yeah? I think when, when she was here, I think we dragged it in here and made it happen. I remember that. I was coming back. I played the Daniel Day Gallery down in Birmingham, so I was listening to it in the car. Yeah. Over my phone, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's 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 wonderful. We'd love to have she's, her back down here sometime. I'll talk to her about it. She's <coughs> talked about coming and doing a show with me sometime. So I want to do uh, a, a thank you Memphis mini tour and do a bunch of shows the first part of the year just to... I think you should. That'd be yeah. nice. I've got a couple set up with South Main Sounds. Yeah. Uh, Doug McLeod and Libre Watson and I will, will do one night. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that'll be a fun and, show. Oh, right yeah. There. Eric Hughes for the, the next, that's April, Saturday, I think it's the 6th, and then this is the 7th Sunday, a matinee show with Eric Hughes. And we were going to have Paco. Yeah. Paco's not going to be able to make it. Oh, no. No, he's... Uh, I don't know if he's announced it widely, but he's fighting cancer. Oh, no. Oh, okay. no. Well, I, boy. I meant to let Mark know. I don't know if I had told you that or not, Mark. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Paco's been down yeah. here before, yeah. Paco's like our biggest fan, I think, yeah. isn't he? He's a great guy. Historically? He's a great yeah. guy. Mm. He's hilarious, too. He's got oh, yeah. a well, really you know, wicked we, we, I, I did a tour down there, <clears throat> like 19 nights of acoustic shows in, in Florida, and played this Heartwood stage, which is a listening room with... <laughs> mics on stage are Neumanns. Oh, nice. a $700 mic. Yeah, yes. Uh, two people running the soundboard. And uh, only $700. The yeah, that's the low end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, it could have been a, a sure SM58, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, uh, but it's a Neumann. <laughs> and it looked like, and I looked, that doesn't look like a sure. Neumann, jeez. <laughs> a Neumann, you could hear your liver with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're amazing. They're an incredible line. And I was playing this, and Paco opened for me. And so I did a long set, and I had another set coming up. I said, you want to play? Yeah, and we got up, and we did another set. And people said, well, when did you rehearse? I just met the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just met him back there, you know. <laughs> but, but, I'm glad but, we didn't suck. <laughs> but, you know, when, when Jeff and Doug and I did those shows at yeah. South Main Sounds, we purposely didn't rehearse anything. We each got up and did a short set, and the three of us sat down together and said, okay, let's play something. Y'all, y'all have such long histories together, though, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, but also, 
if you're if you really are a blues artist, there's this endless catalog that we can draw from, and we all know the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> playing with my band at the Blue Canoe down in Tupelo one time, and a woman came up as we were setting up. She said, what time do you start? So well, we start at 8. Do you think they'll let you play a little early? I said, well, yeah, they might. She said, well, can you play Stormy Monday? And I said, we do almost all originals. Well, Stormy Monday is my favorite song. And I said, well, it's, it's a wonderful song. I said, we don't play it. Would you play it for $300? Oh, we'll play the hell out of it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Which version would you like? <laughs> so we, we played it. We hmm. played it, and she said, that's the best I've ever heard it done. And I said, and that's the first time any of us have ever played it. Wow. Well, I'm glad she got her money's yeah. worth, right? But, I mean, you know, I've, of course you know that song. Well, of course, you, you yeah. have to if you're in blues. And uh, so that's what we did. So Paco and I got up and did that. And you know, it's funny with Jeff and, and and Doug and I. We said let's just do a twelve bar one four five to get started. <laughs> Jeff says, "How about shake your money maker?" Doug says, "No, no." <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been down to the village? The villages in Florida? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm afraid of the STDs down there. <laughs> Talk to talk to Brandon Santini about that, mm-hmm. about that about playing the villages. He's got stories that'll just curl your toes. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know a lot. I've got a lot of friends down there. that have played down there. Yeah, no, that were residents it's, of the village. It's quite quite interesting. It's the highest. The whole STD thing is not true. I know I, they really do have a bad rap. I mean, oh, they do. Yeah, they you know, know, but they smoke more pot than anywhere else in, in the country. Wow. Well, that's not including my house. <laughs> yeah, they do smoke a lot of pot down there. But, but they Among also, other things. They also, uh, um, back before vaccines were bad things for Republicans. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, here De- we go. De- De- DeSantis got the vaccines to the villages yeah. and, and to... Uh, the Ocean Reef Club. Yes. Because they had big donors there. And the, the, so the first doses went to those two places. <laughs> and you know and what? And now look at him. And this is like your whole other life before music. Well, that's one of my other lives, yeah. Yeah. Okay, one of your other lives was. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. Because, I mean, I find it fascinating yeah, that fine. you're such a pharmaceutical like whiz, you know all about that. You know well, how it I, works. Uh, you know the business. You know, you know. I was raised by nurses. My first job out of out of college was with the Upjohn Company, and uh, I had an MBA. <laughs> I had a master's degree. I had two years of experience and a master's degree, but the job required a master's degree and two years of experience. Uh oh. <laughs> back, back, but uh, headed off backwards. So I was probationary, but no, I worked there and I got to know. I I was an oddball. I wanted to learn about what I was doing rather than just do it and get paid. Yeah, which is the American way, I guess. Um, so I, you know, I remember the first time I actually had remembered methylprednisolone sodium succinate, and I knew what that all meant. Yeah, I can't even say it. <laughs> it's, it's a short he hadn't had enough root beer in him to get it. Okay. And, Are you uh, familiar? Well, I'm familiar with methyl. The first one he mentioned. Yes. <laughs> sodium succinate is what shortens the, shortens the half-life. Because okay. yeah. methylprednisolone is Medrol. Right. right. Steroid, yeah. 
Medrol dose packs. Medrol dose packs. I have actually taken that before. (laughs) I just used one. They're fast movers in the pharmaceutical. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. I was a pharmacy tech for two and a half years. Well, I taught at Ole Miss. I'm a a recovering academic. So I I was in the School of Pharmacy and School of Business. I had joint appointments. Uh, But I was with the Upjohn Company, and I left there uh, because there were two two overriding rules. Never have a car better than your bosses, which would mean a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> that is so true. And, uh, cor- Ford Fiesta. For the corporate, corporate guy, yeah. And, yeah, well, when the, when the CEO drives a Chevy Citation, everybody else is good. <laughs> People left their Cadillacs at home and drove, and, and drove their Impalas on three wheels, and, you know, it was funny. The other one is avoid conflict at all costs. And uh, so I was seen as that rebel. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, so conflict is a good thing. It can be, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It can be. Intellectual conflict, not personal Argu- conflict. Argument right, is right. healthy. It's, right. it's confrontation. Oh, yeah. is not, yeah. Well, when I started, I, I, I started a consulting firm and I had a sign up. Intellectual conflict is to be encouraged. Personal conflict is to be resolved. Yes. And, and uh, we operated on what we called FSG technology, which is five smart guys. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But, so I mean, what were you I consulting mean, about? Consulted with pharmaceutical companies and healthcare systems about Drugs. reimbursement and pricing and things like that. Okay. I had to. It, it was funny. I would uh, would have to go into these highly paid MBAs and you know I have a Harvard MBA. Oh, that's good. So I need to explain this to you in small words. <laughs> so you know, but oh, what was shit. happening? What, what was happening? Is uh. I was I was getting paid an outrageous amount of money uh-huh. by these people who were not qualified to do their job, so I had to come in and show them how to do it. And one of the big things is nobody in the pharmaceutical industry ever understood reimbursement. So I, I remember a company coming out with a, 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 an antiemetic to treat nausea and vomiting from chemotherapy. And they said, this is great, it's an oral. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, and it's for Medicare patients, and this is before the Medicare Part D, so if it was an oral drug, Medicare didn't pay for it. If it was injectable, Medicare paid for all of it. And say, okay, so you guys have a problem. <laughs> Nobody's yeah, going to pay for this drug. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so that, that's that's what I did. And I worked with uh, uh, um, a lot of people in the orphan drug area, which is very, very small populations, talking with uh, a medical director from Blue Cross Blue Shield of uh, Alabama. Where uh, it's it's funny in, in Alabama, especially if there are hereditary diseases, they tend to be clustered right there because it's, it's one big family, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, we're dealing with hemophilia, and uh, medical director says, "Yeah, we've got three patients that cost us over a million dollars a year, which is this. wow." And uh, so. You know, I got into all of that, but I was aimed at trying to determine the value of pharmaceuticals in use so that could be reflected in their pricing. What I learned, sad truth is, price doesn't affect the sales of pharmaceuticals. And so, you know, I'm taking a drug now that the monthly cost is was the annual cost 
20 years ago. Now it costs that much a month. It was $15,000 a year. Now it's $15,000 a month. I recall your Facebook post about yeah, that. Yeah, for your, was it, it, your arthritis in your back? Was that what it was? Well, I yeah. Well, what happens when I stopped? And that was a more expensive drug. That was one I started taking because it was all infused and Medicare paid for all of it. But when I looked at the explanation of benefits and it had... It was three hundred thousand dollars a year, and I said, "This is just oh my God. that's insane." Yes, it's Johnson and Johnson for you, you know. Um, but uh, well, it's not just them. The drug was eighteen thousand dollars a dose. I got it every four weeks. That's crazy. But then the hospital charged five thousand dollars to infuse it. I can infuse a what? drug. It's not what? that hard. You're talking to I know. I, I, my God. But anyway, so I, I I got angry. Stopped taking my meds, and I had this inflammatory explosion. And I've also discovered, I also have a little thing called ankylosing spondylitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easy for you to say. Really I see little things growing in my spine. Mm. And so when that inflammation took off, mm. it started pinching nerves. Mm. And, uh, you know, the first thing I did is, I, you know, I figured, well, it's just misalignment. I'll see a chiropractor. And we looked at it and said, no, that's inflammation. You know, we can loosen you up, but... <laughs> It's not alignment. So I'm back on Enbro, the $100,000 drug that used to be one-tenth of that. And uh, <clears throat> slowly getting better, but I'm going to go in and have some nerve blocks. Wow. Just yeah. put those nerves away. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I won't sing about that, though. We can if you want to. Well, I, could. I was going to ask well, you to sing a I mean, song. Yeah. I, I'm happy you you got song. songs about getting old and shit. I know I that. Got, I got so Yeah, I... I my favorite one was when I said a hundred pounds ago. <laughs> walking with my cane, so uh, two canes. I called them my cocaines. <laughs> oh my when god! I, I was, I was limp, limping down the hallway of the Weston. I was living in Oxford at the time, so I was there for the IBC. And this kid comes up behind me and says, "Excuse me, sir, can you hurry?" <laughs> And I said, I'm sorry, son. My hurry done broke. Yes. (laughs) My hurry is broke. (laughs) Well, what do you want to hear? Um, My hurry done broke? Or do you want to hear a Christmas song? What do you want to do? Do that and then do a Christmas song. Pardon? Do that and then do a Christmas song. I've got Merry Christmas Baby coming up here in just a little while. I just heard a version of that by Bruce Springsteen. Really? behind me when I was walking down the hall. That boy didn't seem to have no patience at all. Said he's in a hurry. And then he gave me a poke. He said, I'd like to help you, son. But my hurry broke. I was walking down the street and this bozo just shoved me right out of his way. He said, hurry along, Pops. You're wasting my day. He said, come on now. Uh, You look like you're tired. I said, it's more than that, sport. My hurry expired. I lived enough years I deserve a break There's only so much abuse One body can take 
God, I don't remember my own song. <laughs> but hang on one second. We can we can make we can make that. Well, I mean, happen. how many? Well, I've got 160 songs. I was going to say. I, I mean, and I, and I probably wrote. I'd probably write a song every other day. That was going to be my question. I mean, how possibly could you remember? Uh, I mean, but uh, you know, you just gotta. You can hide your Easter eggs now. Well, no, but what I do. But I love how organized you are with that iPad. Like, well, I've, it's got, it. I've got to use it. But you know, people say, "Why well, you, you can't remember your songs?" No, not no, anymore. you can't do that. No, there's too no, freaking many of them. If I wrote it, I can't remember it. But, That's you know, a lot of words. But Albert Einstein said he never bothered to memorize anything he could look up. So if it was good enough for Al, it's good enough for me. <laughs> if I move slow, because a good life could be hard. And honestly, but can leave a man bent and scarred. Now you may think it's funny, but I'm telling you, ain't no joke. I'm moving just as fast as I can. My hurry done broke. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been colossal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Colossus of Memphis. Or Michigan. Good so, or Mississippi. Yeah, that's so. They said you're moving to Michigan. You can't be Mississippi Mick anymore. I said I can't be Mississippi Mick in Memphis. I can in Michigan, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of good with Uncle Mick. You know that. That's what Rick. That's what Rick likes to call you. It's the name of the album. Uncle Mick. It's, it's the name of the Christmas album. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in the one horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride one horse open sleigh where we're dashing through the snow. One horse open sleigh All the fields we go We're laughing all the way Our bells on bobtails ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to laugh and sing We're slaying song tonight And we're singing jingle bells Jingle bells Jingle all the way Fun it is to ride. One horse open say, Well, it's Christmas time again. Here in Memphis town, people jamming everywhere, smiling faces all around. Well, I'm here to sing some songs, have a little fun. So I just want to say Merry Christmas, everyone. You know the child is shining bright. Baby, while we're still young, take a ride with me tonight. We'll sing that same old song. Get yourself a bobtail rig. It's about all you need. Hitch up to an open sleigh. You're bound to take the lead I said jingle bells 
jingle bells, jingle all the way. Fun it is to ride, one horse open sleigh. Let's see that town tonight. Christmas lights everywhere, places shining bright. You know the Santa's on his way. Always singing jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. What fun it is to ride, what fun it is to ride in a one horse, one horse open sleigh. <laughs> what fun was that? It, it sounds kind of gypsy like. Me to do it that way. It sounds kind of gypsy like to me. <laughs> a little bit? You do things in an e- I don't know. In minor key. It just. We'll, uh, we'll pause here. Before you go uh, tonight, Mick, um, I know Monica will want to hear One Hit Wonder. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, because she got a kick out of it last time you played it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Mick Colossus is in the room, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with more right up out of the break, including uh, some more uh, from the Uncle Mick's Christmas record. Um, Merry Christmas, baby. Sound good. Let me do that one. And then I've got the cheese song on the way. <gasps> oh, my God, you read my mind. The cheese song. I was song. just thinking Unless about you'd rather have him do it live. Well, it's always better live, but I mean, you know. I'm happy to do it. I sang it earlier today. I'm good either way, whatever y'all want to do, you okay. know. Radio Memphis.
forever just for a good time so don't go asking me to tell no lie I don't want to be part of your long-term plan They want to be your alternative man I'm your alternative man Y'all yeah, here when your man's away I ain't the type to stick and stay No, I'm here to have a good time Let me on my way You wanna be with me, you gotta know I'm gonna love you for a while Then I gotta go as they were <laughs> that's on um, what album is that on that's on 149 Delta Avenue yes and there are two versions on that on that yeah. record yeah they sure are um, you can get all of mixed music uh, wherever, wherever it's sold uh, go get go buy the download don't just stream it just buy the download buy, or buy the album you can get the album through Amazon or you can go to my website and get yeah. them if you don't have a CD player, they make amazing coasters. <laughs> that they do. You can sharpen the edge of it and you can cut up an onion with it. I've you know? never tried that. Uh, <laughs> that in all, all fairness, that's Gracie Curran's line. Is it really? Yeah. Where has she been? We haven't seen her in forever. Um, I haven't seen her in well over a year. I understand she got a great big tour bus. Mm-hmm. The last time she was in here, she discovered the the glory that is Gibson Donuts. 
and <laughs> and she had a box of donuts, and her night was made. Yeah. That was big. <laughs> she loved it. She's and a lot of fun. Yeah, she's, she's a, a lot, lot of fun. fun. I don't. I can't tell you the last time I had a donut. Me either. Are you still on the Zoom thing? Uh, you know, I I eat what I want to eat, but then I'll if I you know go too far, I'll just spend a couple of days back. Kind of right the ship. Them. Yeah. Reel it back in, yeah. But that's the nice thing about it is, you know, I can have a slice of cake, and the next day I just eat one more salad instead of something else, and I'm fine. Mm. Whereas on Atkins and those kinds of diets, one piece of cake is going to set you back a month. Yeah. You're going to start all over again. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Grab another couple of pounds of bacon, and, and I, you're back I, on. I couldn't look another egg in the face. After, after <laughs> mm. and I gained every... I've gained. Mo- I lost a bunch of weight on Atkins type stuff, but I gained virtually all of it back because, mm-hmm. you know, I guess if they paid me like they paid what's his name to do the commercials, I could stick with it. <laughs> who you know? Who says you have to stick with it if they're yeah. giving you money? You know, um, well, it's an Atkins lifestyle. Yeah, that's that's what that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of food, uh, can can you do the cheese song? Can I do the cheese song? <laughs> I was craving cheese earlier, and I. You what know. a segue! Well, it's it's funny when I did did that album. I think that was on. They call me Uncle Mick. I. Uh, it's a great song. My my aunt sent me a note, and and her her friend Carol had uh, choked on a piece of cheese and was in the hospital. Oh and my I said, god! What? Don't listen to the new album. She said, "Oh, Carol loves that song." <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it sings to her specifically. But whenever I would come home on, on a visit, when I was in the Army, Mom would always buy a bunch of different kinds of cheeses. And the only time she ever bought Limburgers when I was going to be home on leave. Yeah, yeah. And then Dad would have a fit. Hey, yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of which, driving past the city of Limburg, uh-huh. Germany, uh-huh. You can smell the cheese. You can smell, <laughs> you can smell it. We must be getting close to Limburg. Oh, my God. Huh. What is your favorite kind of cheese? I think Asiago is the yeah? perfect cheese. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's just it's just really hard to to beat that. And I end up putting... But I, you know, a little goat cheese. You know, oh, all, goat all cheese kinds is of the cheeses, deal. But Asiago, to me, is just the ultimate cheese. It's mm. got this really rich... Kind of a funky flavor, but it melts nicely. It's just see, goat cheese doesn't melt. You know, goat cheese will. Feta won't. Feta won't. Ah. Now the original name of the song, original title was "Une Chanson sur le fromage." Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> Un, Is that German? Chanson, French. It's French. Oh. Yeah. Une Chanson sur le fromage, which is a song about cheese. And we were, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Jensen says, you got to call it something else. Nobody will know how to look up that song. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so it's the cheese song. <laughs> Just that simple. Well, people write songs about all kinds of things, from frogs and moons to beer. They write songs about kids, songs about love, some things just ain't too clear. People write songs about every whim, about whatever they please. There's a search high and low, it's hard to find any good songs about cheese. Think about it. True. Well, cheese is just so wonderful, from mild to pungent and more. Stinky Limburger to mild mozzarella, there's none of it I don't adore. 
sharp camembert, luscious gruyere, they're equally likely to please. And I eat much better than a good old cheddar. Man, do I love cheese. Oh, cheese. Can I have junk, please? Oh, don't tease. I get down on my knees. It'd really be nice. You could give me a slice. I don't want to ask twice. I'll pay any price. Cream cheese on my morning bagel. Cold way on my sandwich at noon. For supper fondue or cordon blue dessert made of mascarpone. Stiltner Jack, Asiago, or Feta, Pecorino, Queso Fresco, or Brie. Well, it's made from curd. You got my word. Gonna be fine with me. Oh, jeez. Can I have a chunk, please? Oh, don't tease. I get down on my knees. It'd really be nice. If you give me a slice. I don't want to ask twice, I'll pay any price. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a cheese song. <laughs> I, mean, I can totally relate. I don't think I can live a day without cheese, oh. honestly. Neither. I've got to yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get. My wife puts cheese on everything. Uh, I everything. I almost do. I have to and say. And she's from I mean, Ireland. Now, she's from a dairy, so, you know. Well, that, it, it makes sense. I just wish I could find it cheese company that would like to buy this song from me. Yeah, no kidding. And those cheese curds from that creamery out in Wisconsin, have you had those? <gasps> no, but that's that, that, that whole thing so with, good. with the Canadians uh, and their french fries and their cheese and their gravy, the poutine. Poutine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they try it here, but it didn't go well. And they have to they have to change the name of curds because it just, it just sounds awful. I don't know if it's made from curd. You got my word. It's going to be fine. With you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a student, very famously, of old old blues, mm -hmm. and uh, I saw I saw I had Reefer Man in here. Um, there was something very special about that music, and you 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 grab a hold of that. It it, it really appeals to me. It was it, you know, and it's funny because that was written. Before it was ever illegal. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we've been playing around with some of the old stuff, the Hokum blues and, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And, and you're the first man that comes to my mind about that music when I hear it. Like, Chris Barnes does a lot of that stuff. Yes. And, and uh, Chris is a dear friend. And uh, so we. Man, we, I wish we could get him on the show. Oh, let me talk. He'll probably be here during the IBC. Could be here for the IBC, certainly. Yeah. Here for the BMAs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get hold of him. Um, great. But there's something about fun stuff. that music is like, they were so incredibly, well, they were well, they were tacky. It's a good word to use for it, but <laughs> very racy, of course, and they were just downright X-rated. But Lucille Bogan. Lucille Bogan, Listen yes. To shave them dry. Yes. Yeah, I have it here. And <laughs> yes. And it's um, remarkable that they even spent some time recording that stuff, but... Well, there was a lot of it there. I mean, if you, you know the the uh, Wang Dang Doodle, that song started out as as uh, uh, something like the Ball Draggers Ball, and it, there, there was a huge uh, in in Harlem gay and lesbian movements. Yes. Then and and so those songs, a lot of those songs came out of there. Uh, Sissy Boy, uh, mm -hmm. Wine and Boy from Jelly Roll Walton. Mm -hmm. You know those. Are, where did they sell that stuff? I mean, you, I mean, it's not like you would oh, yeah, go to a record store. Oh, they, oh, yeah, it was in record stores, but it was you know those were race records, and so yeah, they were they were in a 
you know, in, in specific stores. But, I mean, those are the songs people played at their Saturday Night Fish Fries. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, and a lot of thought went into them. Because you know, listen to them, you can hear that there's there's orchestration going on. There's and, a and lot of phrasing. So much is, of that came out of New York. Yes. In, 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 in Harlem. And it was, you know... The Harlem Ham Fats comes yeah. to mind, yes. Uh, whereas I'm not... You know, they, they used double entendres and delta blues. Yeah. They... Didn't get around to that with Lucille. <laughs> no, she she missed the memo. Big as my thumb. Uh huh. Yeah. Please People warm say, my wiener. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, uh, uh, so many of those those songs were. But I mean, you know, you get to the pure hokum, and then you got stuff that because songs like you know. Mr. Jelly Roll Baker would let me be a slave. Gabriel blows his trumpet, let me rise from my grave for some of that good jelly. Good to my weary soul. Well, it's good for the sick, it's good for the young and old. I sentenced to murder, first degree. Judge wife called, said, let that man go free. He's a jelly roll baker. <laughs> Got the best jelly roll in town. Only man can bake jelly roll with his damper down. <laughs> she said, who taught you how to make such a good jelly roll? He said, nobody, ma'am. It's just a gift to my soul. I'm a jelly roll baker. <laughs> Got the best jelly roll in town. You know, it's good for the sick, good for the weary soul. There's a man down in the hospital, shot full of holes. Nurse left a dying man to get some jelly rolls. She said, I gotta have my jelly. Good to my weary soul. Rather let a man lose his life than to miss my jelly roll. Wow. Uh -huh. <laughs> she said, let me put in my order. Two weeks ahead, that jelly makes better than my home-cooked bread. I love that jelly roll baker. Love that jelly roll. Just like Maxwell House coffee is good to my weary soul. No, it's a nice, happy little song, That's but it's filthy. Funny, it's I filthy. love that though. <laughs> and you know what? What what popped in my mind when you were, as you were singing that? I remember uh, something once about R.L. Burnside, and they asked him, "So, did you kill that man in self-defense?" And he said, "Well, I killed him, and then I jumped the fence." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned from uh, Doug McLeod that, um, and I've heard this story before about R.L. Burnside, that he was a big fan of V8, the juice, mm -hmm. and they'd be up on the road, mm -hmm. and he would drink that, and a lot of times they'd stop off for gas somewhere, and they wouldn't have the V8, yeah. he would give me a four-cylinder, which meant tomato juice. And he would make bloody... A four-cylinder? Yeah, four-cylinder. <laughs> instead he, of eight? Instead of eight. Give me half. <laughs> so he would... Uh, a lot of times he would he would mix his whiskey with it. Mm -hmm. And he goes... A what? Lo a lot of people might call this a Bloody Mary. I call it a Bloody Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's funny. Whiskey and tomato juice, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a hangover cure or something. Maybe. I don't think he ever got hangovers. And just stay drunk all the time. But, but, yeah, yeah, sure. You when know. he wasn't having kids. But, you know, the, the, I don't you know. know. Back some of those songs. You know, one of my favorite of those times, because, 
You know, I did the Bo Carter song, My Pencil Won't Write No More. Yes, yes. You had a version of that that was kind of th- in, in, really cool. In, uh, but one of my favorite songs is Viper. The Viper, yes. In, uh, um, Fats Waller claimed that he wrote it, but he didn't. Happy to steal it, though. <laughs> he said, steal it. I had a dream about a reefer that was five foot long. Mighty immense, but it wasn't that strong. I'll be high, but not for long. Cause I's a viper. I'm the king of everything. But I gotta get high before I can swing. So light a tea and just let it be. If you's a viper... Well, if your throat is dry Cause you just got high <laughs> Everything is dandy Truck on down to the corner store Get yourself some peppermint candy Oh, I thought you were saying brandy you know that your money is spent Can't remember if you paid your rent Well, the sky is high And so is I Cause I's a viper <laughs> cool. We had so much. That was. I also recorded that on 149. Yeah, it's on there. Um, and we just brought in everybody. We could have Alice Hasten came in. Yes. Brought Suavo in from Ghost Town. Uh, had Mark Franklin and, and Kirk Smothers in the Bow Keys. Cool. I said I need a I need a bad clarinet player. And, and Mark says, or, or Kirk says, well, I, you know, I I have a clarinet. I said, do you play it badly? He said, yeah. I said, that's what I need. Yeah. I wanted a clarinet in that song, but it needed to be played poorly. Yes. <clears throat> and so he's trying to play it. He kept making mistakes. And he said, shit, don't stop. <laughs> Keep making the mistakes. That's what I want. That's what you want. <laughs> but Because what we did is, it, you know, went through it and, and uh, had a few solos. Suavo did some great stuff. And, and Al- Alice with the, the violin. And we got, got into the end of it and it, I just I said I want everybody to start playing at different tempos yeah and the whole thing just falls apart which is what it needed to do wow. that's awesome that, that was a, a lot of fun were you telling me earlier uh, you got something coming up with Scott Bomore he's making a record yeah you were telling me earlier that you have something in the works with Scott Bomore right Scott Bomore the the uh, bookies are you doing something with No, Scott, nothing I know. No. Oh. I'll, I'll have the bow keys, that, but that's Mark and, and Kirk. And yeah. Okay. I that's them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scott's the bassist. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, Scott is here next Sunday night, too. Oh. Yeah, he is. He is? Shut up. Yep, he sure is. By himself or with somebody? Or? Yeah, he's by himself. He's We're going to get into his uh, music library. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> That'll be fine. Yeah. We have not heard I'll from try, him try in quite a while. Driving back from Stark Vegas. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> Stark Vegas? Stark Vegas, yes. Going to see my son. Um, we'll pause here. Um, on the way, we'll get back to the Christmas record with uh, All I Want uh, 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 for Christmas is You. That's the story. There's a story. A story? Yeah. Isn't that the one where you and uh, Mariah Carey uh, kind of went back and forth? Yeah. To, to, to oh, <laughs> that story. Yeah, back and forth. I just had to pay her to sing it, and I think she owes me money for fixing her song up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story. What I find <laughs> interesting is that, I mean, everybody knows that song except for Mick when he did it. I had never knowingly heard that song. See? Yeah. I mean, you how crazy is that? You mentioned to, you know, to dodge that. Yeah. with this, you know? Uh-huh. That I did it from the sheet music. That's funny. That's funny. It's coming up next. I saw a great yeah. meme. A guy just said on Facebook, here it is, De- December 5th, and I've already heard that damn song 3,972 <laughs> times this month. <laughs> but you heard her. 
Well, I, yeah. I have heard Grandma got run over by a reindeer already. Yeah, God love you. Yeah. That's on the, that's a mixed next Christmas record. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I'd, I thought I'd, I thought I'd do a song by the Youpers. Yeah. Oh, rusted smoke, the heater broke, the door just blew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. Oh, the frame is bent, muffler wet, radio, it's okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. <laughs> we'll be great. back with more with Mick Colossal That's next great. here at Radio Memphis. Don't run away. Radio Memphis.
Radio Memphis there, Uncle Mick's Christmas album, available where you can get it, everywhere, all sorts of places. Go grab it, Attitude Collection. It's good holiday listening fun right there for you. So there you go. Um, speaking of, I've saved a few tunes off of the album, in case you want to do them live. Um, you want to do something live? You want to do, sure. You, you want to do one of the Christmas tunes live? I can do And you said you had one more that you haven't recorded yet. Is that right? That's, that's still new? Which? Uh, Not Christmas, but... Uh, I'm going to start on a new album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't think we've ever seen you when you weren't working on a new album. Well, He's always got an album working. Fact, yeah. I, I'm thinking about 
doing another album of duets. Call it another round of doubles. So I've talked to some people about. Oh, that's good. That too. You mentioned um, Libby Ray Watson and Doug McLeod earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to do that at South Main Sounds on Saturday, the first Saturday of April. Okay. And we'll each do a short set, and then the three of us will just sit down and play whatever pleases us. Whatever turns you crank. Have yourself merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles be out of sight. Ooh, have yourself merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles. They'll be miles away mm. Here we are as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us Gather near to us once more mm, Through the years We all will be together That's if the fates allow Hang a shining star Upon the highest bough And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Mm, merry Christmas now. Aww. Love yeah, that song. Thank you. That's, That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that gets your heartstrings going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you Absolutely. hate the holiday. Unless you're me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge. Uh, we got a, we got a few more minutes with you. Uh, could I get you to do the uh, one hit one or two? I uh, imagine. Let me. Uh, Would you mind? I don't mind at all. That was originally on this set list, and then I, uh, I could have sworn I sang it earlier today. <laughs> Oh, at Hernandez? Yeah, I might have, but that's because I went to a different set list. That's a cool app that you have over there. <clears throat> Got to thank Victor Wainwright. Turned me on to it. Really is great. <clears throat> it's called Setlist, isn't it? It's called Setlist. What an odd name for it. Imagine that. What do you have? You got a gig schedule for New Year's Eve? Yeah, I'm going to be sitting with my grandkids. Okay, <laughs> that's the best kind. That's, that's the a, best kind. It's the best New Year's Eve. Yeah. I'm gonna, right there. My, my youngest granddaughter is four. Aww. And her name is Lily. 
And my grandkids have always called me Papa. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lily's paternal grandfather also wanted to be called Papa, and that confused her. So, uh, her mom said, well, why don't you give my dad, Papa, a special name, something Papa. Uh-huh. And so, I am Sushi Papa. Sushi Papa. What? She why, heard, why sushi? She probably heard gas station sushi. No, no, it was actually, I think that was before I wrote that song. <laughs> but, no, but uh, she, we went and had sushi together. She definitely enjoyed it, and that's what she remembered. So, I'm Sushi Papa. Well, that's nice. Interesting. Now, I have to say <clears throat> that I've overcome the problem that I that I had when I, when you wrote, this. I wrote about. Yeah. Because I found this thing that is a, a vaporizer. Yes. And what it does is it doesn't burn the vegetation. It just heats the oils out of it. Right. It is so smooth. It's unreal. Oh, have it's you heard of gummies? It's called a Solo 2. <laughs> it's called a Solo 2. And I just... As Monica and makes a note, yes. And it doesn't smell. <laughs> I don't know. You could be anywhere with that. But it also, by not having the tars and things, it's just milder. I just yeah. really... You know, back in the day, I would party hard with my friends. Oh, I've been that hard to blame. <laughs> toke after toke, man. Them parties would never end. Nowadays, a second toke pretty much puts me under. I can relate, totally. <laughs> yeah, I gotta confess. I'm a one-hit wonder. <laughs> that ditch weed we used to smoke back then was pretty far from strong. Used to pass it back and forth all day long. <laughs> Smoke out there today ain't like the smoke I had when I was younger. I used to keep it up for hours. <laughs> now I'm a one-hit wonder. <laughs> we used to pick out the seeds and stems to try to get a better buzz. I gotta say them buds out there today, there's something like there never was. <laughs> Talking all day long back then, never got in my way. Now instead of a party thing, it's more like a sleeping aid. <laughs> I can't do what I did then, because now a second toke is a blunder. Instead of a party animal now, I'm a one-hit wonder. to pick out the seeds and stems to try to get a better buzz I gotta say that stuff out there today is something like there never was so I'm taking it easy just can't act like before unless I want to be picking myself up off the floor <laughs> Gotta watch it now when I light up a number. 
testified to the day Made me a one-hit wonder Yeah, that stuff out there today Made me a one-hit wonder Don't bogart that thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, that's so relatable. I think everybody can relate to that, at least if you're our age anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to move up to Michigan where it's legal. I said it won't be legal here until they can deep fry it. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. They have the, <laughs> the best. Yeah. They have the best stores up there. The ones oh, in West Memphis suck. Uh, but they've got some really good ones in Michigan. Unbelievable. There's a, well, you know, the hotel where I stay in three hours when I go up there, like literally within one block, there's four cannabis stores. Yeah. And so I, was, I, I put a post on Facebook. It was funny. I said, I'm here in Michigan. I'm in a grocery store that has, is nestled between two cannabis stores. And I'm walking down through the store and I look at the aisle that's packaged liquor. <laughs> An entire aisle yeah. of bottles of liquor. I said, it's almost like they treat you like you're an adult there. Uh-huh. <laughs> almost like they yeah, would. Yeah. I, yeah. We stayed in Marquette, Michigan. Ah. And right across the street from where we were was a store called Higher Love. Higher Love. Oh, I like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I can the, highly recommend the, it. The highly name, recommend the it. they've come up with there. The place... Mm-hmm. Place that I like in three of us called Confluence, but there's so many others. There's one is one fairly successful small chain is called The Dude Abides. The Dude Abides. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but but uh, I love it. You get just north of um, Fort Wayne, Indiana, on I-69 going up. Big billboards. Come to Michigan. Our grass is greener. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, well, you have uh, I'm from South Marquette. There's, a, there's actually a song called I'm from oh, South Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. It's not a very good one. Having uh, worked <laughs> in the pharmaceutical business yep. for all the years, what what is what's your overall thought of it? I mean, is is it helpful? Is it does it cure anything? Is it beneficial? Is it? Oh what, yeah. I what mean, does it do? They're, they're, they're for thirty years. There's been a drug on the market called Marinol. That's yeah. I remember Marinol. Yeah. That's that's dronabinol. That's that's it's a suppository it's, too. It's from it? no no. That, 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 <laughs> We actually developed a suppository because it works better. Because the problem with edibles uh-huh. in general is that a third of the people will get the desired effect, a third of the people will get no effect, and the other third will get way too much. Really? Because it's not. Yeah. It's just not. It depends on your body how it digests stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it, it's called bioavailability, and it's very inconsistent. Whereas when it's in a suppository, everybody gets the proper dose. But uh-huh. and I'm guessing that in a suppository, the effect takes hold way sooner than like if you're putting it in your stomach. Yeah, but but you ever try the suppositories? You know that they taste like metal. <laughs> yeah. For all the good they do, you might as well shove up your ass. Shove up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a, a uh, not a very, uh, I guess I'll say popular yeah. uh, dosing regimen here. Whereas in Europe, they don't have a problem with it. No. Uh, but. Um, so what is it? What is it prescribed for, Marinol? Marinol, well, it was originally for nausea and vomiting that is, as an antiemetic for chemotherapy. It actually also has an indication for appetite stimulation uh-huh. because it does give you the munchies. And for weight loss, 
uh, for people with HIV and other disorders where they lose a lot of weight, Mm -hmm. they would prescribe that because they would eat more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so what is the ingredient in it? If it's cannabis. Not, if it's it, not THC, is it's it? It's not THC. It's 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 which is tetrahydrocannabinol, which is is one of the components in it. But this is dronabinol, and uh, dronabinol is you know an, an, another compound that's in in the pot. And this generally doesn't get you as high. Although they found that some people would get high from it. Mm. Just simply because they absorb too much of it. So mm. is CBD worth it? You know, I'd, I haven't, you haven't checked, experienced it. Check right? that out. Uh, I've thought about it because of the pain I've been going through. Yeah. I, I see that it seems it seems hit or miss. But it, again, because you're eating it, yeah. and it's going to be hit or miss because you eat it. It's it's. Uh, but it, I mean, is this something here that doctors prescribe, or can you only get it at like, doctor, doctors? Can actually. Pre- oh yeah, Marinol. Yeah, you can get it in, you get it in anywhere, pharmacies. Yeah. It's 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 generic already. <laughs> but uh, and there were some people that were working on some improvements on that, and I know that we had some improvement. That, that's a drug that came out of Ole Miss, the marijuana program there. The largest, the longest lasting, continuously funded NIH project in the country is the Ole Miss Marijuana Project. Yeah, the hippies wow. used to stand outside the fences around there with uh, fly rig, not fly rigs. Yeah, uh, surf casting rods. Surf casting rods with hooks all over it and then hook a plant. It's kind of interesting that it's, you know, from the South. Well, that was a federally I mean, funded program, though, I think. Right. And the, the, the guy that started it, Coy Waller, and then Mahmoud El Soli took it over from and it's still, and it's still going. Yeah. They they were the ones that could also genetically fingerprint pot and tell you where it originated from, including where it was grown. And so I, I had an office in that building. Yeah. We had the Rural Health Research Program was there. And I was part of that. And it was in the same building as the Marijuana Project. Uh, and uh, when there would be a big bus, they would send a bunch of it down there to have it. Have it fingerprinted. Have it fingerprinted, yeah. And so you you'd look out there at the mailbox and there'll be a box addressed to the University of Mich- Mississippi Marijuana program. Oh, said <laughs> you just knew it, was, it had pot in it. You know, it was crazy. But uh, <laughs> push pirates dream. <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, there's some. I've I've actually got a gig on 420 in at a cannabis store in in Michigan. Oh, awesome! Really? I, yeah. Wow. I I know enough of the songs. <laughs> We got time for one more. Don't bogart that joint. Yes, sir. My friend. Okay. Want one of my songs, though, huh? Yeah, let's do one of yours. Okay. Well, let's do this one. This is the one I'm going to do with. uh, um, I'm going to cut it with Eric Hughes' band and then some of the guys from the Bow Keys. When I mentioned earlier today at that show that. Eric Hughes is the only person other than than I who has been on every one of my albums. And Jeff hasn't Jeff almost no, been? No, Jeff has been. He's on most of them. But yeah, he's yeah. he's he's uh, uh, one album he had nothing to do with my Blind Lemon sessions, but Bill Rafino played bass on one track there. <laughs> but um, 
so Eric is the only one that's been on all of them. And when I mentioned that, somebody said, can you do Meet Me in Memphis? So I did Meet Me in Memphis. Oh, you did. Oh, no, Everybody no. loves that song and has done versions of it, including Barbara Blue. That's a Ryan. great, great yeah. song. The city never took it. I even have Meet Me in Memphis earrings. He gave me some pics. Ah. Yeah, that say Meet Me in Memphis. Well, Meet Me in Memphis was originally at, at, uh, at South Main Sounds. That was... And they gave Eric permission to use it. But yeah, they should... Life changes, you gotta stay with it. Can't be afraid to try something new. Gotta roll where I want you to go, but it's good to keep doing what you like to do. You know I needed to run to your arms when life drove me to my knees. You helped me heal, help make it real. You helped me find my way back to me. Thank you, Memphis, for being here for me. You opened up and brought me home. You kept me from being alone. Got people in the north and I need them. They satisfy another part of me. Been a lot of years that I've been away and there's some things I just can't find in Tennessee. Like turn signals. <laughs> but I won't stay away My music come from Memphis Friends here I have are true Even though I'm moving back to the snow I'm always gonna be coming back to you Thank you Memphis For being here for me You opened up and brought me home You kept me You kept me Nice. Colossal, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mick. Uncle Mick. Uncle Mick, we know we love you. Um, have a good holiday, my friend. I'm going to have a yeah. great holiday. Yeah. I'm going to catch up with... Catch up with the grandkids. Six grandkids? Uh, they'll, keep you, they'll keep you busy. They'll keep me very busy, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, come back. Come see us. Come see us. Next oh, time you're in town. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever yeah, we get ready. Been we'll a while. Whenever I'm, I'm going to be around for another six months before I go, and I'll come back several times a year because I have to. Yeah, you have to. And with the new record on the way, want to hear it. Yeah. I think that the record it. will be called All Kinds of Blues. All Kinds of Blues. Because I'm going to have all kinds of blues on it. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Mick Colossal, ladies and gentlemen. Um, go to the website, mimsmick.com. Mm hmm. Yep. And uh, all the all the stuff is there. The dates, the how to get the records, all the stuff. Every bit, every bit, of every it. bit of it. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved, and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.